Hey guys, um, welcome to my podcast. Um, I'm Brenna and this is Pieces of Me. Um, so today I want to start off with a quote. Um, I, I think I'm going to do that on each of my episodes, starting off with an inspirational quote. Um, and this one today is, when life gives you lemons, um, life gives you lemons, make orange juice and leave the world wondering how you did it. Um, and I just think that's an incredibly inspiring quote, um, because people expect you to give them lemons, lemonade when you get lemons, but when you, um, when you give them orange juice, you prove to the world you can do anything. And I think that's a really powerful, um... A powerful quote and I think anybody can take away from that um so if you probably read from the title but I'm going to be talking about um my my life story uh, my my journey of so my mom was divorced twice um within 14 years of my life and um there's a lot of different perspectives on this um once when I was a little kid and when I was a teenager and so well I still am a teenager but I think there's lots of stuff worth mentioning in here that I think anybody could take away from so like everybody I was born to two loving parents you know which I'm very grateful for um in Kaysville Utah and, you know, this baby didn't remember anything, but from what I was told, I had a wonderful life, you know? It was just me and my parents. Um, so, about a year after I was born, so when I was one years old, we moved to Oregon, um, which, from Utah. So, that was closer to my mom's family. And, um, 16, or not 16, six months later, my little sister was born. And I'm very grateful for that because she is has been my rock through a lot of these struggles in my life. And I don't know what I would have done without her. Um, so when I was two, my mom and my dad got a divorce. Well, they split up when I was two. And I was two, so I didn't really remember in too much. But I remember lots of contention and... Um, just hard feelings going on and as a little kid you know having that around even though you may not understand it you do you do feel it you know you feel that contention you feel um you know not good vibes kind of thing and um I picked up on that and it was hard growing up and kind of maybe wondering what would it be like if my parents were still together you know what would my life look like? What would, um, yeah, what would my life be like? And it, it's always hard, you know, that wondering feeling. And um, now looking back older, um, I still do wonder that. But at the same time, now that I know more, you know, like it probably wouldn't have been the best life if my parents were to have stayed together. And it's been a hard pill to swallow, but um, I swallowed it. And um, when I was three, they got divorced officially. So that means that they had to go to court. And, you know, 
find a parenting plan. And that was a really hard, hard thing because that means every other weekend or so or whatever um, the parenting plan was at that time, I do not <laughs> remember very well. But I would remember I would have to go to my dad's house, which was uh, an hour or so away from where I was staying with my Nana. So me, my mom, and my sister were staying with my Nana, my mom's mom. Um, and till my mom could find a job, um, you know, we could get our own part apartment now that she was a single mom and stuff. And um, looking back, I realized how strong my mom was for us. You know, she, she didn't... <sighs> She didn't break down in front of us, you know, she stayed She stayed strong and she made sure we had the things we need to do. And looking back, I know that was an incredibly hard time for her, um, you know, getting divorced. And that's that's a big thing. And I, I recognize how much strength she had and I'm so grateful for her. And um, she worked hard to get in this apartment and she worked really hard to support us so we could have the things we need to do. And, um, yeah, so it was a lot, a lot to do driving back and forth to my mom and dad's house. And, um, I had a really, really, really hard time going away from my mom to my dad's house. And it was a, it was a real struggle for me for a while, a long, 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 long time, you know? And... You know, being away from my dad too, it, it, it went both ways. I loved both of my parents. I think I had more of a struggle definitely being away from my mom. Um, and yeah, it was just hard. And finding, finding that balance um, between parents. Um, my little sister also, Kayla, she, um, she was there with me also and she has always been my rock, you know. We've always been together no matter what, whether we're at our dads, our moms, our nanas, wherever we went, we were always together. And we could always rely on each other to be there. And um, I think that was very helpful for all those times and needs where we were missing our mom, missing, um, missing out on so many things. And just having a hard time, we would rely on each other and be there for each other. And I think that that situations like that really strengthened our relationships, even now. So, um, I remember days where I would just be so nervous to go to my dad's house, um, to be away from my mom. And at the time... So about six months to a year later, after my parents got divorced, my um, my dad met my now stepmom, and that was kind of a lot of take in, you know. Start, um, am I supposed to like who who is this stepmom to me? You know, it, she's not a replacement of my mom. She's just you know like a bonus mom. That's how I put it at least. And um, I also gained step-siblings, four step-siblings, and getting to know them, you know, like, knowing them, trying to figure out my relationship with them, things like that took a lot of, you know, as a little kid, I mean, I was only, what, four at this time, and they got married when I was about four, I believe, um, 
And yeah, so now instead of just going to my dad's house every other weekend, being away from my mom, I was now going to my dad's house, you know, my dad's house was my stepmom and my step-siblings and all all that and trying to figure out, well, you know, who are these people? You know, where where do they fit into my life? And now, you know, years later, I've <laughs> figured that out and have have relationships with them, but the you know as a little kid it was it was very hard to wrap my mind around what you know this means for me what this looks like and um it took a while for me to do that and you know adding that bunch of people and trying to figure that out on top of my parents already being pretty freshly divorced you know only about a year maybe a little over years when they got married maybe less it's been a while I don't remember but about that much and um so it was it was pretty hard to to figure out that dynamic so having divorced parents um for those of you who don't have divorced parents it's um it's a it's different for everybody of course um not everybody who has divorced parents are the same at all by you know everybody has a different experience but um for me at least having divorced parents um and having them my parents at least did not have um the best relationship after they were divorced and i know a lot of um a lot of parents will keep you know a good relationship with each other and things like that but there was still a lot and lot a lot of hurt feelings between them and so, you know, there's a lot, there, there's a lot of, there, <laughs> there was a lot of, like, not great talk about each other, you know? And as a kid, you're like, wait, is that true? You know, is that, are you, is that just hurt feelings? Like, what's going on? What am I supposed to think about this other parent? What am I supposed to, you know, things like that. And um, it's a very hard place to be in and having to balance what that looks like and having such different there's such different people in different relationships and um there's it kind of hurts your heart as a little kid to see your parents you know your parents that you were born to and that you that are supposed to be married and in love and you know all these things happy and they're not it's it's very hard to see that like well what does like a healthy good relationship look like what does you know what is what is a family supposed to be like and um you know (laughs) it took a while for me to kind of look around and see and yeah it's (laughs) it's a whole thing and um we were just always going back and far- forth, which was really hard, driving back and forth every other weekend, you know, seeing all these things. Um, so, eventually, my mom got a job, and we moved into a small apartment, apartment in a small town in Oregon, and we we had great neighbors, you know, we were, we were still very poor, and my mom worked very hard to support me and my sister 
and my Nana would babysit us during the day and um, the bus would pick us up from her house at school so my mom could go early in the morning to work and she would pick us up from my Nana's house. And that was such a blessing to be able to still have that support of family and um, yeah, just have that support there in place for us when we were going through so much at that time. Um, and my aunties and my cousins, they were all very supportive of this, of this and helped us a lot, you know, which was, I, I still remember to this day as such a blessing, even at that age. Um, so when I was about, um, so this is years down the road, my mom always you know, dated in between, you know, dated when she finally, eventually she started dating, you know, saying, well, you know, I'm, I'm, she's still pretty young, like, you know, I want to see if I can get remarried, date around, meet new people, um, and so she did that, and it took, so when I was about seven, so quite a few years later, my mom remarried, and so when we, when she remarried, um, we went to, we moved to a bigger city in Oregon. Um, I'm not going to say exactly where for safety reasons, but it was, um, yeah, it was a bigger city in Oregon and we up and moved again. Um, so, but we were, but instead we, um, had a stepdad and my, my mom was married again and that just brought on a whole new dynamic, like, who is this stepdad to me? What do I want him to be in my life? You know, he's not a replacement of my dad. Um, just like my stepmom is a replacement of my mom. Um, so he was he was a bonus dad. And um, I grew to very, very much love him. For um, confidentiality reasons, I'm going to use um, Fred as my stepdad's name um not his real name um but I grew to love him so much um and you know he became became a really important person in my life so when I could turn to someone who was another parent um like figure in my life and it was really nice to have um a dad like figure in my life like whether I was at my mom's house whether I was at my dad's house you know like whenever and anyway so I grew to really love him and he really changed my life I was really there for me a lot of times um he me and him me and Fred especially got um became really close and not not as close as my little sister was to him but we we got really close and um he became like a really important person in my life um, so during this time, you know, throughout, I've been, I was going to school, you know, and I always had a hard time making friends. Like I know a lot of people in the world have, and um, yeah, it, it was always hard for me. I've, I've, <laughs> I've always been a little different. I've never been your typical teen, typical kid, you know. I've always been a little weird, a little old soul, you know, not really in with all the trends, but, um, 
but that I guess that's what makes me unique. Um, I've always loved to read and, you know, very nerdy, things like that. Um, so it, it's always been really hard for me to make friends and find people like me who are like, oh, you know, not like, oh, she's weird, like, what, you know? And so, um, especially in elementary school, I fell into some not so great friend groups and um that was that did a bad number on my self-esteem as you know all through elementary school up to like fifth grade fifth grade was especially a hard year um and I think everybody wants to feel that sense of belonging and I think that um when you do you know it and I think, I think that everybody wants to feel loved and accepted. And when you don't feel that way and people reject you and are mean to you, or, you know, I would, <laughs> I would wear crazy outfits. I would wear these crazy pants and, you know, weird stuff like that. And, you know, I didn't have a care in the world, you know, but, you know, that's just the kind of the kid I was. But it got to a certain point where I was like, as I got older, like, oh, you know, this, that hurts, you know, like, that's not nice, that, that's, that's really mean, and, oh, like, you really think I'm fat, you, you know, you really think I'm ugly, like, and I really start to, I started to doubt myself, like, oh, wait a minute, maybe I'm not, not supposed to be this way, maybe I'm supposed to change, you know, and I would especially compare with other girls in, in school and I'd be like oh she's way prettier oh she has way cuter shoes you know things like that where I just think oh you know that's it's not healthy to compare like that and I always felt like I had to be perfect to be better get you know I always felt like I had to be perfect I had to be that perfect daughter perfect sister perfect um friend perfect you know just the perfect person get straight A's all the time never mess up and um that that pressure on me all the time was um really hard and so uh, about when I was in fourth grade I started the cello and if you guys don't know what the cello is it's um it's basically like a big violin and like a small bass. Um, it's the string family. Um, that's kind of music nerdy, but anywho, so it was this instrument and I loved it with all my heart. I started it and I just took off with it and I was just in love. I just love the cello. And so, you know, throughout, let's see, second, third, fourth grade, some those couple years, I struggled a lot with um, my anxiety. So I was diagnosed with general anxiety disorder at somewhere in those years, third, fourth grade, maybe. I think third grade was about when that happened. And I realized I need help, you know, like I... I need some help with this. 
Um, I won't go into too much detail of that because I am planning on making a separate podcast on my anxiety journey. Um, so that will come out eventually. So I'm not going to touch too much on that. But that happened in those couple years too. And um, so overall though, those, um, those five years were really... Um, those couple years were really good, you know. I had the I had a stepdad, you know, that I always wanted, that I wanted to have in my life, as well as my dad. Um, you know, life was good. I, I you know, friends weren't there, but I, you know, I had like, I thought I had friends at the time, but they, you know, were not wrong wrong crowd. <laughs> um. It wasn't until I was in sixth grade, um, middle school, where I met my friend group, my people, my um, my friend group that I really related to, and I could, you know, be myself around without having to change myself. And I think everybody needs to find those people because honestly, it changed my life. You know, if you're not able to be your real self in um, around your friends, then you need new friends. You need to, you need to do some self-reflecting and be like, wait a minute, you know, am I truly being it myself? Am I, you know, are these friends actually nice to me? Or are they using me or manipulating me? Are, you know, are, am I doing good things? Um, all sorts of, you just kind of need to reflect on yourself. And once I got away from elementary school and just kind of restarted in middle school, I found some really good friends that, you know, as a high school right now, like, are still my friends today. And they helped me get through middle school by a lot. I know they did. And so through middle school, so sixth, sixth grade, seventh grade, sixth grade, I took off with a cello and I got really, really, really good. I sat first chair on a lot of songs. I, if that, you don't know what that means, it kind of means like you're the leader of your section kind of thing. Um, and I, I just did all sorts of stuff and I got into like the advanced orchestra, um, you know, and it, it was really, it was a really good outlet for me to be able to, um, play the cello and have that musical outlet and that um orchestra to really bond with friends and make new ones and have that outlet for music to let out my my feelings through the music and um I loved performing I loved being up on that stage and feeling the music and um the whole experience I just loved and it I think it was it's very good it was very good for me and it still is today um, I'm very grateful for it. And so when I was about 12 years old, so I was seventh grade, seventh grade, about there, kind of, um, yeah, beginning or so, beginning of seventh grade. So I was about 12. And so Fred, my stepdad, not his real name, but Fred, um, developed some major 
mental health problems, to say the least. And he went, he went crazy, is kind of an easy way to put it. And so Fred has always had these mental problems. Um, he was diagnosed with bipolar personality disorder, something like that, along those lines. And it got pretty scary, and there was some hard experiences, and um, there was there's some PTSD, PTSD still, you know, in my brain from that, and um, that was only about two-ish years ago. I'm 14 now, so that was about two years ago, and um, you know, I'm still working through a lot of that stuff and experiences, so. Um, so Fred, he, he went crazy and, um, made some really bad choices and, um, went off the deep end basically. And it was, it was pretty sudden. I mean, it was sudden, but not sudden. It, I mean, and of course I'm like, when Fred and my mom got married, I was like, like, they're never gonna get divorced, you know, my mom already went through one divorce, like, what, that's like, what, that, you know, you don't hear about that very often, you know, like, ever, I mean, you do, but you don't, and, um, you know, all through these years, he was, like, a great guy, you know, like, stand-up dude, you know, he, I mean, looking back, I saw some red flags, but, you know, to say the very least, like, everything was fine, like, I didn't see any problem, my mom didn't, or otherwise, you know, she would have, you know, so, I mean, it was pretty sudden, and it was, you know, we had to have a lot of talks, like, you know, like, my mom had to sit down and say, like, you know, if this gets to a certain point, and he will not work on these things to still want to be a part of our family, then, you know, things are gonna have to happen, and that scared the heck out of me, <laughs> and, and it was, it's one of those things where I grew to love him like a parent, you know? Not a replacement or anything, just like a bonus parent that I loved deeply and, um, and, uh, I really loved him. And it was, it was really hard to hear those things and be like, this could actually happen, you know, this, you know. And so it was very, it was very scary for all of us. And um, my mom was very strong for all of us. But you know, now that we were older and stuff, we we you know, we kind of got some things, and we weren't able to kind of not understand a lot of what was happening. We understood, and you know, she couldn't keep hidden a lot of the things. Now that we were. My sister was, what, 10 or 11, and I was 12. So, it was, um, it was a hard time for our family. And we said, you know, like, we would like you to work on these things so you can stay in our family. Because it was getting to a point where it was just not healthy and safe for us to, um, be, be there with him and, um, in him to be in the family and so they made the decision that they needed to get divorced because he would not work on the things he needed to to 
Stanner family. Um, and that brought on a sense of abandonment for me. You know, like he didn't love me enough to stay and work on those things to be in my life. And um, that that really hurt, you know. Why was I not good enough, you know? did I Was I not a good enough daughter? What did I do wrong, you know? Like, why did he do this? I thought he loved me. I thought he, you know you know, loved me like his biological own daughter kind of thing. And so hearing that and knowing that really, really brought on a sense of major abandonment and just forgottenness. And it hurt a lot (laughs) to know that he could have stayed, but he chose not to. So he ended up leaving and um they ended up getting a divorce and um that was a dark that was a dark time for our family that was that was probably um that was a very low couple of months about a year you know the first christmas without him the first thanksgiving without him the first you know the my first birthday without him you know there's some traumatic things happened well, just some some hard things that happened on my birthday while he was kind of going through some stuff. There's just a lot of um, those things that really, really would always bring up every year. And having to revisit those things brought on a new sense of pain. Once we got past that, um, those first, you know, those you know, those things and those feelings and kind of worked through most of them, you know, and I, I kind of had to do this thing where, you know, what he, I haven't, you know, he, he was a part of my life for a reason and I know that he was in my life for the time I needed him to be in. And even though he is, you know, no longer part of my life, I know that he served a purpose for me. And I had a very hard time, like, I held on so tightly to him, like, wait, no, 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 you know? And I finally had to realize I need to let go. You know, I need to let go. I need to move on with my life. I need to, you know, work through these emotions I was feeling. And it it was, (laughs) it took a while and it took a lot of work. And I basically had to, like, you know, take all the notes and all the pictures and things I had from him and I put them in a box and I said, you know what, like he, he's not lost, he's not forgotten, he's just, you know, tucked away in my brain, in this box, you know, he's not lost, he's not forgotten, he's just not a 24-7 person of my life, you know, I gotta move on, I gotta do other things, you know, no other people, move on. And so once I got past that point, Well, I don't even think I'm fully past that point yet. Um, I feel like I've made lots of progress. But I feel like you're never really quite over a lot of things to experience. And I think that you have to... You have to know that and be... Let yourself be okay with that. Let yourself say, you know what? Some days I'm gonna have bad days. Sometimes I'm gonna need to cry. Sometimes I'm gonna need to talk it out. 
you know, things like that. And I think that, you know, we, we need to acknowledge that and be like, it's okay to not be happy all the time. It's okay to have a moment. And I think that um, knowing that now, I know that I can, I can break down once in a while. I can think about him and things in my past and not just, you know, break down. And I think that's a really important thing to learn. And I know it takes time. It's definitely, I, like I said, I don't think I'm ever going to be fully over, you know, stuff that happened with my dad and um, Fred. And so (laughs) here, and then, so after that, you know, about a year later, my mom was like, you know what, I, I need to get dating. I need to start, you know, my, my mom, you know, was, went through before, so it wasn't, it was still very hard for her and it was very hard for all our family, but I think she, she experienced it once and I, yes, I experienced it once also, but then again, I was only, what, two, three, two or three, and so... I think that it took me a little longer, but so my mom and she started dating, you know, dating apps, things like that, and she was not expecting to find her forever or anything like that, just, you know, let's, let's date around, let's kind of see what's out there, you know, like, (laughs) she's like, if I don't ever get married again, so what, you know, I don't care, I'll stay single forever, you know, it's not, it's not a big deal to her, like, okay, you know, I've already been through this twice, I'm good, kind of thing, and so, um, she was okay that, but she's like, you know what, like, let's just, <laughs> let's just look around, see if there's maybe, you know, I need to get out there, maybe date, but doesn't mean I'm gonna marry, you know, some guy, um, and so, she did, and she, met this guy that lived in Utah um, with his daughter and he had he had he has three other kids so <laughs> he lived in Utah and I was like uh Utah like that's like a whole you know a couple states away from Oregon like that's not gonna work and so you know, she didn't really think anything of it, like, okay, I'll humor him, I'll talk to him, whatever, you know, um, but they ended up talking, and they fell in love, of course, this is how it goes, you know, they fell in love, but they're like, well, like, what are we gonna do about that, you know, like, he lives in Utah, we live in Oregon, and we can't, um, move, um, because, the court order um, between my mom and my dad says, you know, you have to stay within 60 miles of each other. So, you know, they couldn't. They couldn't move closer to each other because, you know, well, we couldn't move. So there's this one option. <laughs> um, him moving to Oregon and so you know that was a big thing and we're, we're all like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute like hold up <laughs> you know we just this is like a year later what's going on what you know 
and a lot of this <laughs> was very fast and it took a lot of working through my own emotions to be open to a new stepdad, a new person in my life, a new sister, new sibling, you know, all these things, right? And it was, it was a lot to take in. And, you know, they, they fell off pretty quick, pretty quick and pretty hard. And um, they knew that at this point in their life that they, they, they knew they needed to get married and they needed to start their life together. And that was a very, very hard pill to swallow. And to be able to recognize that and be like, you know what? Maybe I do need this person in my life. Maybe that is, maybe this is what I need, you know? And so I was open to it. I was like, okay, okay. You know, like, of course, he's not gonna replace Fred. He's not gonna replace Fred. And he's not gonna replace my dad. You know, he's just another bonus, bonus dad. And so I, it was all very quick. So they dated a lot over long distance. They visited each other and he came back over here like twice, three times or so. And, you know, and they finally decided, you know what, we're going to move down to Oregon. So he, he moved down to Oregon and um hopefully i will have him and his daughter on this podcast my stepsister um so (laughs) they they got married and it was just a small little ceremony in our living room we decorated it you know they got married and we had a couple guests and this was um they got married january 2020 so um yeah 2020 so (laughs) this is where it gets a little funky they got married and we lived in our house in that bigger city in oregon still and um we we lived there for a while and we're like you know what we need we need to move right and um and of course, where we're looking at moving was only, you know, 20 minutes away from our friends or, you know, the other, the people we came to love and cherish in the bigger city. Um, and so, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't that big of a jump, right? It was not that far. We could easily drive down there and visit people, but it was still hard because moving were you know, you gotta start all over, you know, meet new people, find new friends, things like that. So we move in March of 2020. And that's the beginning of March. And we're like, okay, so we moved to this this small town in Oregon. Um, very cute little town. We love it so, so much. Um, and so we moved, yeah. And we're just blending this family, right? So Wade, Wade is my stepdad's name right now stepdad (laughs) um he came with his daughter macy um from utah and you know live there and so my mom wade macy and kayla so kayla's my little sister um 
we all moved to this small town in Oregon. And, um, yeah, it was quite the adventure. Um, lots of fun stories to go along with that. But, um, we moved on here and we unpacked, you know, went around the town. We started school, <laughs> but we started school and we, um, had two days and then everything shut down. Everything just lockdown, right? And of course that's when COVID-19 hit. The coronavirus pandemic started. And of course, you know, we just moved in. We're just starting to blend this family, this, you know, figuring out. And if you guys want, I'll do a, um, a podcast on blending families because that could be very interesting because there's lots of things, you know, you may not really know about blending two families together and making one and how that dynamic looks. Um, so yeah, we're, we're just, I mean, there's no time like being stuck in a house together to blend families, but at the same time, it was a lot, you know, and we were doing online school. We're just unpacking or what's going on with this world. What is, you know, what's going on? And, um, so <laughs> that kind of brings us to the present of what is it, April 2021, so a year later, not much has changed, um, we're just keep on adding it, um, so I'll most likely do a podcast on how COVID-19 has affected my mental health and, you know, things like that, if that interests anybody, um, but yeah, I just want to finish this podcast up and say you know what I nobody's alone in any struggles that they have and um I hope that my little life stories my life sketch or so will um help you guys be able to maybe you guys can relate to it and maybe you learn something and um I hope that like I said not everybody's um (laughs) experience is like this this is just my personal experience with um this um it mainly we're mainly on the topic of divorce and just things like that and i want to make sure that you know you can do anything and go through anything if you put your mind to it and um you are loved and you belong and anywho i am thank you so much for listening um i'll hopefully see you in the next podcast thank you